that was just submitted from the third account to purchase this NFT is now showing up in my account on the listing. So I can go ahead and accept this offer by clicking accept. And we'll see here, you know, this is similar, similar to the primary sales, a little bit different because right now there's going to be a creator royalty going to Andy who originally minted the NFT. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. And there's also a fee uh, that OpenSea is retaining um, as, as a marketplace fee. And my total earnings from the secondary sale, because we bid a slightly higher amount, is, is, a, is this marginal profit. Um, and so uh, we'll go ahead and accept the offer. And again, it takes us to MetaMask. Here we'll have to pay for gas because we are engaging in the sale of the NFT, so similar to how Andy previously talked about gas fees when he sold the NFT in the primary sale. Again, we're having to pay gas fees here for the secondary sale. Um, so we'll confirm the transaction. And once we do confirm the transaction, there's a bit of a, well, there was a bit of a wait time. And then we see a confirmation here that the NFT has been sold. And if you go to the account page of NFT, you'll see that this is now owned by this third party seller or sorry, this third party buyer in the secondary sale. Again, all the information, including the terms of sale, have traveled with the NFT through the secondary sale. Uh, and then this this new sale is now recorded in this history uh, uh, information of the NFT. Um, so as we know, uh, stop my screen share. So as we can see from the secondary sale of NFT, the NFT does get transacted and it has the potential to, you know, go from the primary sale to secondary sale kind of through, you know, there, there's no limit on how many secondary sales it would go through. Um, and ultimately what we're selling, I think that is a very interesting question that a lot of folks have had um, you know, concerns about, right? Because the content underlying the NFT is ultimately a copyright, and this is protected by U.S. intellectual property laws. Um, and when we're selling the NFT, this, you know, this content is traveling with NFT, and there are a lot of questions that arise as to how, how does, you know, the NFT relate to the underlying content, how does what does that mean for implications, especially under intellectual property laws? Um, so I'm going to pass it to my colleagues Andy and Laura to talk a little bit more about these issues. Um, Andy, why don't we start with you first? Thanks, Catherine. Um, yeah, we we were talking earlier. We've we mentioned uh, copyright issues uh, at various points throughout this discussion, um, and this circles back to. One of the concepts we were talking about earlier, which is that, you know, when you've, you've bought an NFT, uh, it incorporates artwork in it. You bought that NFT. You haven't you haven't bought the underlying copyright um, uh, to the artwork that are that that is is included incorporated into that NFT. So there may be certain things you can do with it. Obviously, you're going to be able to you know look at it and use it for its intended purpose. But if you start getting into uh, and and you also you would have the ability to, to resell it subject to any royalty um, you know restrictions. But 
in terms of uh, you know trying to use the artwork for other purposes, you could end up in uh, in in trouble with the original uh, copyright holder. One, one of the questions we got in the chat here, um, which which I already answered, but was a, a question about if, you know if I own a piece of physical artwork and I take a picture of it and then put it in an, in an NFT, do I have a, a copyright problem there? And the answer is likely yes, because when you bought a piece of original physical artwork, you didn't buy the underlying copyright to it. Now there are exceptions for things like fair use and public domain and all of those sorts of things, but the the basis of the question is putting it in an NFT and selling it is a commercial purpose. And so so yes, those are the types of things. Even though you know this has been a secondary sale, there could be a third, fourth. These things could end up you know getting sold and and being out in the world for years. Um, there, there are definitely issues like that you want to you want to keep track of. Uh, Laura, are you able to unmute at this point? There you go. Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Yay. OK, <laughs> great. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. So um, all of those things are really important to keep in mind. And another thing that you want to think about, and it's something that Catherine alluded to earlier, is that in many cases, especially when music is involved, for example, you may um, you have to also see what exactly you're getting. In many cases, if there is some kind of music associated with the NFT, you have a very limited license for your own personal use. Use. And it probably, depending on the terms again, is not going to extend to commercial use. So one of the questions is, OK, well, can if I own a bar or if I want to put if I'm an NFT a collector can and I want to just display all of the NFTs and I want to play the music in a loop, you know, you have to look into that to see if that's a public performance. So then there might be public performance licenses that are going to be required if you're going to be doing this commercially and you don't have a license to do it. So again, it's all going to be very important to make sure that you understand what you're getting and also, um, you know, what what you intend to do with it afterwards. And briefly, I saw that somebody had a, a question about um, could there be a conflict between what um, the auto generated smart contract says and what you put yourself as to the description? And yes, and this is actually called law cause lawsuits. I don't know if um, if some of you joined a prior webinar that we did, we mentioned the Damon Dash Jay-Z lawsuit that was pending in New York. And that basically started because Damon Dash said that he was going to be doing an NFT where he was going to be selling his copyright to Jay-Z's debut album, Reasonable Doubt. And ultimately, there was a huge dispute over it because Damon Dash doesn't own the copyright to Reasonable Doubt. So that lawsuit's pending in New York. And so the question, the answer to your question is yes. And that's why it's very important that your description matches what you're actually selling and uh, getting. So back to you, Andy, so you can talk about uh, the commissions and next steps. Um, thanks, Laura, I appreciate that. I, I will, before I get to that, I do want to give a shout out to one of our uh, guests here who pointed out that he has already, I'm going to share this here, gone and made an offer on our, our NFT. So as you can see here, uh, if we scroll down, there's a new offer here now, um, up to a whopping $101.58. The offers here, uh, this is in um, the account of one of, our, uh, one of our other colleagues who is actually the head of IT for the firm. So um, I doubt he'll accept it, but uh, anything's possible. <laughs> so um, very quickly, 
get back to what I think will be the final segment of this process. Um, I'm going to get to the right window here. Uh, this will be just to show you now these transactions have, ha have happened. Uh, we're back at my account uh, where you can see the Foley uh, uh, NFT. We're back in the, the collection that I created. Um, if you click on this, this uh, little hamburger icon here, uh, it's going to take us to the, the royalties part of this collection. And you can see, once I've signed in with MetaMask, uh, the two transactions that happened here and the royalty payout coming back to me. So the first sale and the second sale are both reflected here. Um, OpenSea distributes the royalties, I think, on a monthly basis and only once they've reached a certain amount. But the point being, the royalties have been created and come back to me. And if Foley and Lardner were to accept the offer that um, uh, Brood, I think it is, just made on the NFT, uh, then another uh, royalty would come back to my account. Um, this is a really important and significant part of the NFT uh, sort of sort of breakout here, as um, particularly in the creative world. And um, Laura, if if you want to you know talk about the importance of that, for, I mean from a contract perspective, the royalties are important. The the royalty is baked into the meta the metadata of this NFT, so it's always going to be there and it's always going to get paid back on any secondary sale, which I think is something um, important to to talk about. And Laura, you've you've been dealing with this a lot, so why don't you address it? Yeah, so and it's it's apt that Larry was the one that uh, did this offer uh, because I think that this has huge implications for creatives, especially in the music industry. And uh, this is really the area of, you know, everybody gets the big headlines about the $69 million painting. But what I think gets a little bit lost is what it really is going to do for artists and creatives. Because, yeah, that $69 million painting, 